Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Bedpost Podcast. I'm your host, as always, Erin Pym. Here at the podcast, I bring uh, performers and presenters from my stage show that I run here in Toronto called Bedpost and beyond into the studio to indulge me in a more in-depth conversation about sex and sexuality. And today, we have some very special guests. This is a threesome, everybody. Um, the producers, the owners, the creators of Pretty Money Productions. We have Spencer Money in the house and Pretty Ricky. Yeah. Hello. Hello, hello. Hey, How are you doing? Us. Good. Really good. Yeah, thank you for having us here. Oh, my God. Are you kidding me? <laughs> this is my favorite. <laughs> Spencer, I had the opportunity of performing alongside you at a bedpost yes, recently. Yes. That was really fun. I love your stuff. I saw you perform maybe a couple weeks previous to that mm -hmm. at Oasis. Yeah, yeah. Oasis at is one of my regular gigs. I love it there. That's amazing. Yeah. You did like some gender bendy, mm -hmm. bopo, body positivity yeah. type, uh, damn the man. Oh, fuck uh, yeah. I did. Numbers. Uh, yeah, crush the system. My system piece. Yeah. <laughs> I, I crush it Literally between my thighs. Literally crush the system. Yeah. 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 It's, my, it's one of my best pieces, I think, that I've come up with this year. So I agree. I fucking mm -hmm. loved it. I was like, okay, I made the right decision. Yeah. <laughs> and getting you at bedpost. <laughs> yeah, no. Bedpost was a really fun experience and um, really accepting and warm. It was even um, the people who were there who didn't know me kind of there was no awkward questions. It was just like, thank you for performing. Like, where can I see you next? And I'm actually friends now with Lola, the one of the comedians. So. Yay! That's yeah, amazing. That's great. Yeah, good well, time. wicked. Because, okay, um, you saying people that didn't know you and stuff mm -hmm. like that, no awkward questions. No. Let's lay it up on the, on the table. What are we here to talk about today? Um, well, I mean, mostly trans people in general, like yeah, trans stuff. Yeah, the two of us being our companies, like trans owned and operated, it's pretty pretty up there on our list of things. Yeah, it is. It's actually pretty great. Yeah, yeah. enjoy it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, sure. we lucked out both of us coming into each other's lives and like yeah, how'd y'all meet too? So there's like another thing that mm -hmm. kind of gives us that connection. Yeah, that yeah. Connection. Um, so me and Spencer, I started performing at uh, Cruising Tangos and Zippers back in the day, yeah. and then Spencer oh, Zippers, came. Zippers, R.I.P. Like, Spencer came into yeah. the crowd with like, their little punk rock hair and their like DC shoes. I tell everybody this story, like literally, like it was my boyfriend was attire. a skater boy. Yeah, I was know? a skater boy. Um, yeah, and then we weren't really friends actually. No, just like passing performer acquaintances, yeah. and like back then people were all clicked up, so like we knew of each other and we saw each other perform, but it wasn't really like a. Yeah. A really intense friendship until I think it was later. also like we would walk by each other, be like, "Hey," and then under our breath, we'd be like, "Fucking asshole!" What a dick! <laughs> <laughs> oh, really? Why? Yeah, Why? I don't well, because we like just, I'm different crowds, right? Yeah, so. and Ricky's got a really tough guy motif, and like that always throws me off and I'm really like really bubbly which yeah. can be like perceived as like super fake and Ricky hates fake people so he was like what a fake ass bitch <laughs> where I'm like I'm not fake I'm just naturally like it's that true. hi but I'd also like to know I'm a really good judge of character yeah so. he is but you came around I'm cool now we cool I did, now yeah cool um, now. and then I used to work at Buddies and Bad Times Theater I was mm -hmm. a security there so uh, I reached out to Patricia Wilson the bar manager mm -hmm. and uh, I was telling her that I would love to get back into performing and I wanted to start a show um so i had the idea of starting a show more like variety um also with drag kings but it was more like variety just to provide space for everybody and not just a specific mm -hmm. um genre of performances yeah. or anything like that and uh and then i think patricia i think uh when spencer was doing yes men they had a show there and then patricia went up to spencer and was like ricky wants to start a show you guys should start a show together mm -hmm. and then that's pretty much um how it happened, yeah. and then after Pride of 2016, yeah. um, we reached out to each other. Yeah, I left the city for a little bit just to do some like personal work on myself, and um, my niece was born, so I, I kind of was like, oh, strap my arms behind my back, I'm gone. <laughs> so I got to spend like you know the first little bit of her life with her, but um, when we, when we all arranged it, I was coming back to the city like I was moving back so it was kind of yeah. perfect timing because this job definitely we like we both need to be here it's mm -hmm. just there's so much PR work and coordination and yeah. you'd be in and out of the city every every other day which yeah. Ricky is like Ricky lives you know pretty much off the 401 so like it, it's a lot yeah, yeah. Um, 
and then we ended up meeting. We tell this story all the time. We ended up meeting in a Chipotle. Chipotle. <laughs> um, so uh, I showed up. Like Spencer was kind of expecting me like to be so unprepared because like I've never produced or even hosted. And wow. uh, when I would host at Zippers, I'd literally go on stage and be like, "Hey, <laughs> don't wear leather jackets." Anyways, like I was so uncomfortable. uncomfortable right? Yeah, also, like. Time socially I'm a little uncomfortable depending on the situation who I'm with and stuff so yeah, yeah. it was always like that pressure of like I need to make people laugh yeah and like you're working with people who are literally like comedians in their own mm-hmm. so it's like how do I do that so right um and but then, we were like we were learning together because I was yeah. a I w- I'm a producer for many years, but I was a Yes Men producer, which is very different because it's all theatrical. So everything's mm-hmm. very choreographed. And it's a group, too, right? it's a group yeah. working together. And it, it just so happened that the show Patricia saw and asked me was the one I was producing. So Yes Men used to take turns. Yeah. So that was my first time like doing my very own show. And I guess she just liked the way I ran it and everything was on time and scheduled, which like we're pretty notorious for being overly prepared because Pretty Ricky's always prepared. Like he walked yeah. into that Chipotle and he was like, here's our plan. I was like, here's perfect. our package. I already drew out Let's our logo. Let's do it. Why do you Having feel about never this? Done it before. Like, no. I was just like, Bam. here it is. This <laughs> oh, yeah. is what I would like. So. This way. And it yeah. actually worked out really good. Yeah. Um, and then we just figured out the dynamics of Kings and Classics and we started about a year and a few months ago mm-hmm. now. Um, we just had yeah. our one year anniversary of Kings and Classics in January. Yeah. Congratulations. So, Thank yeah, it was you. a pretty big deal. It was an epic show. Oh, the crowd was, incredible. was amazing. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah, we're so thankful for all Oh, God, yeah. If we didn't have our so. community who, like, didn't come and support queer art in its, like, in its truest form, where our show's, like, you can be whoever you want to be. You can portray whoever you want to portray on stage. Yeah. There's no rules. And, mm-hmm. like, other than, like, don't be a racist, misogynistic piece yes, of shit. Don't yeah, be there a are dick. some rules. Don't that's yeah. that's it. Yeah. But, like, like, other than that, you don't have to, like, perform gender in a certain way. You don't need to wear a beard. You don't need to wear a beard or pack. You could do a poem. You could just talk. You could just do a spiel about your day, like whatever you really want to do. Mm-hmm. And I think that I mean, really has like brought even it together. If somebody came up to us and was like, Can I just like cry on stage? We'd be, be like, like, You're probably yeah. like, Yes. Fucking right. Course. How can we can support we you in that? You after? Yeah. Like, do you want us to get what you, do you something? Like, what do you yeah, want us to sit so. on pillows near your feet? So yeah. You're like grounded. You know, like yeah. we're fine with that. Yeah. yeah. So we're pretty. So the community, yeah. Toronto community, is really important to you. Oh, yeah. 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 No, we it's do like, it for them. Yeah. Even the past few months, like our crowd has been huge. So it's like, and it's so diverse. Like, yeah. it's so diverse. There's like, there's like, at first we, we just had like, to, no, we have like older human beings that are like, literally, we go from like 19 to like 65. Yeah. Maybe wow. even older. Like, yeah. One of our performers, their mom actually um, just donated money to Pretty Money Productions. Yeah, for our merch. And she's going to come to like all the shows and stuff. And she brings her mother and father who are like in their 80s to watch drag and they're like that's really good hosting and both of us are like careers are done we can go home (laughs) retiring done that person liked me y'all can go like my mom finally got to see a bedpost for the first time yeah Yeah. Yeah. how'd she she like it it? oh she loved it honestly she's my biggest (laughs) fan like like you're saying about like the mom's coming and stuff like that. She'll listen to every podcast I mm-hmm. do. She'll watch every That's YouTube amazing. video. She'll like, even if it's like, it's hilarious. It's like <laughs> a, a mostly nude selfie. Mm-hmm. And she'll just be like, beautiful. <laughs> so amazing. She just is the loveliest, most positive, sex positive person. Good, That's good. good. That's yeah. Great. Yeah. My mom was too. Like sex was never a mystery when I was growing up. It was always talked about like from the minute I was, you know, nine years old, it was like, this is what it is. And, you know, the first time I got my period, she was she threw me a party and there was a period cake. Party. Yeah, a period party. And like when I first had sex, she was like, Oh my god, okay. And like showed me all the size of condoms and was like, Don't use that. You're you're dating 14 year old boys. Mine they don't need totally those condoms. Opposite. Really, See, eh? Like I never obviously I grew up and I knew what it was, but I found out about periods like through my friends and oh, stuff really? like that. Yeah. Oh. So like the only one who really made it a big deal was my aunt, and she's like Freaking out, and I'm like, oh my god, you're Mm. making me uncomfortable. I don't even know what's happening to my body right now. (laughs) Yeah, so pretty much production's biggest fan is Auntie Pam, who just true. She just she's loves us and like always at her shows. Yeah, she's always like she'll text me, be like, so. Do I get my table tonight? Oh, I'm like only if her somebody table. else doesn't actually need it. Yeah, yes. like we have. It's her table. We have like reserved for Auntie Pam. Like, yeah, we have, bought, sign. we have accessibility yeah, seating for anybody yeah. who comes to the show who needs to sit, even if there's not a, like a visible. If you just can't stand for three hours, like we get that. We'll give you a chair. So yeah. we'll give you a chair, no problem. But like, yeah, Auntie Pam's seat is always, right over there. Always, yeah. Yeah. Even yeah. my cousin ended up coming. Uh, her son comes all the time, but one of my other cousins came. Oh, that's awesome. And she actually won because. Uh, 
because we give a free binder away at every show. Mm-hmm. Nice. Um, we also provide binders if anybody ever needs yeah. them. They just need to reach out to us. But uh, my cousin's like, I'm going to donate this binder. So like my family like donated the binder yeah. back. And then I actually posted on a tra- uh, Toronto trans page on mm-hmm. Facebook. Mm-hmm. And I had this like amazing little young queer reach out asking like what size it was. And I was like, literally, whatever, whatever size, size you want, you it's brand new. Yeah. Like I'll connect you. Yeah. So thanks to um, our show and like Find family and our community, this lovely queer human a received brand a brand new binder. binder. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's so, fantastic. Yeah, talking about like your families and stuff like that. Can you tell me each of your personal experiences growing up? with not being gender conforming mm-hmm. i'm actually a late bloomer so yeah. i didn't really i grew up like a pretty girl with pretty pink things who really? liked yeah like i was like i'm like i still love makeup and like that's why i think when i transition like i'm i'm trans non-binary so i just don't really identify with the gender i'm very comfortable in all the, the 1900 roles that exist out there yep. um and your pronouns you'll use they yeah mostly. pronouns are they them and yep. like you know i can if i'm heat and drag that's not that big of a deal but um again like i've thought about the surgeries and stuff and the hormones and it's just not who i am i really want to be like a pregnant drag king who like feeds <laughs> my babies from my trans tit like right on stage like yeah like oh my kid's hungry it's pride y'all like that's it <laughs> yes you'll get the biggest cheers just for that oh There's yeah your performance like, i'm ready to go on stage <laughs> baby's hungry baby's hungry yeah sorry my child comes first <laughs> but yeah i think um my parents are for the most part pretty good about it my mom's wonderful and just like loves me and wants me to be there for christmas and Great. you know um my siblings yeah they're like yeah we know you're weird like it's yeah fine. we knew yeah we and uh in and like built-in kind of pronouns my niece calls me tt which was my legal name my sister couldn't say it so they always called me tt growing up mm-hmm. so that's just who i am there's no really aunt connotation you're TT. um to that yeah and my dad you know He'll get there. He's there. Yeah, he's over there. But he does actually supply a lot of um, Pretty Money's things. He really? sponsors us for hotels and he makes our banners yeah, he helps and donates them. So like, he's yeah, he's great. He He's like, I don't get it, but I love you. And like, he <laughs> printed out our first logo and put it in his office and was like, this is my kid's company. And you know, hey, that's something. Yeah. That's so. something. Do you think dad's generation, dads of that generation have it? have a harder time Maybe, getting their head around it. But like Pretty Ricky's dad is the coolest dad yeah. on the yeah, planet. Yeah, tell me. Yeah. So um <laughs> like same thing. I I've only been transitioning medically for eight months eight and a half months and by maybe. that you mean just for people who have no idea by that what do you mean um so medical transition is like i've started hormones yep. so i started testosterone um therapy and i had like my top surgery done yep. um so that's what a medical transition transition is yeah it doesn't define if you're trans or not it's just like for your personal um what you would like right like i'm so socially transitioning. Like spencer was just saying that they're not going through a medical transition mm-hmm. because they're comfortable with the way they are. Mm-hmm. Um, so me growing up, it was kind of the same thing. I uh, was just this like pretty little girl with like my long curly hair and my big blue, big blue eyes. <laughs> and um, I never eyes, man. famous. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, thanks, Dad. Um, I never really came out like he's a handsome guy. It's fine. He's a very I'm used hot to dad. it. Grew up all my life with people telling me that. Um, <laughs> so yeah, I never really officially came out. Like I wasn't like I'm gay or like I'm a lesbian or I'm queer. It mm-hmm. was just kind of like I started hanging out at girls' house and then I would like have this one specific girl who would always come and hang out and like stay over. Mm-hmm. Obviously, it was my girlfriend. Um, <laughs> Looking back yeah Yeah. so like totally your girl seriously though and uh my mom always used to take me to gay pride when i was younger okay so uh because she has like some queer friends and stuff so i was very fortunate to be able to um grow up kind of in that environment and uh so but my dad he was always a little bit uncomfortable like back in the day because he's from malta so he's like roman catholic and it's just a little um it's a little hard to kind of understand but like as years go on he like started to realize like i didn't change as a person and uh nothing's changed exactly so Mm -hmm. exactly so he was (laughs) telling me that uh one day he went to my family's for dinner his family's like my aunt and stuff and one of my cousins was like so how do you feel about Ricky being gay and he's like well she's always going to be my little girl you know Mm -hmm. like this was before my transition so Mm -hmm. like the fact I think that was the moment of him realizing that he needs to support me so people understand and Mm -hmm. can support me as well because it doesn't change who you are as a person he needs to be the example exactly 
throat. Yeah, so yeah. my hardest coming out story was my transition, like yeah, my medical yes. transition. So yeah. I uh, went to my mom's and I was sitting there for like five hours being like, um, <laughs> yeah, so, so, and then somebody would bring something out and I'm like, yeah, um, so. Is that thing like that dusty over there? You know, I gotta, I gotta yeah. Go, go, and his mom is like, like cutthroat, like a no she's, fucks lady. Yeah. Like she's, yeah. like one time he was Snapchatting me and he was making faces and she's like, are you even listening? And he's like, I'm listening. <laughs> <laughs> this like pure fear she's on his face. Yeah, she's such a badass. She's like yeah. commanding force. Yeah, that's yeah. where I get it from. I'm very like, I'm gonna tell you the truth if it hurts your feelings or not, because yeah. I'd rather tell you now. But right? um, yeah. yeah, and then <laughs> seriously, I love no, her. it's true. Yeah. She's a little scary. But I'm she's I'm scared of her. I'm always like, hello, ma'am. Yes. <laughs> yeah. And then uh, when my dad, when I was telling him, uh, he actually went away to Malta for three weeks to visit his family and stuff like that. So when he came back, there was like a significant difference in my voice, mm. and he's like, "What's wrong with your voice?" I'm like, "Nothing." Mm. It's just my voice. Like, this is how mm. it is now, you know? And then it was actually on National Coming Out Day um, wow. that it coincidentally yeah. fell on when he came back. And then I was just sitting there and I told him, and literally one of his only questions was, Are you happy? Wow. And, yeah. and then. Wow. Um, what a great question. No, seriously. Yeah. N- yeah. Oh. No, like, weird he's questions. Like, he's also, he's like, Is this why you haven't been so sad lately? And is this why you haven't been so angry wow. lately? Because I suffered a lot with mental health, um, mm-hmm. like pre transition, like really bad. And uh, so the fact that he noticed my mental health has improved and he didn't doubt me or question me. In a, are you sure? It was, are you happy? Is wow. this why you're happier? Mm-hmm. Like, I can tell kind of thing, you know? Yeah. So, Because what do you feel like uh, from even friends' stories and stuff like that are common things that parents will say? Their family will kind of disown them. Yeah, like a lot of just rejection. A lot of people aren't lucky like that, you know? Yeah. And that's why I'm very, um, I'm very, like, vigilant on who... I'm telling my stories around and how I'm telling my stories. Like I choose my words very wisely mm-hmm. because I don't want somebody to feel like the way I have it is is the way to have it. Is the way to have it. And mm-hmm. I don't want somebody to think my story is trumping their story or like anything like that. Because, or that like, you didn't also have fears and, you know, go through a hard time with your yeah. inner struggle. Like, you know, there's no perfect trans story and like everybody, yeah. even if you have like a a celebration there's still a lot of self-doubt and and fear that goes into it and like most parents blame themselves there's like i didn't you know give you the gender that you needed and yeah. it's like that's not how that works you know like <laughs> not a thing you, can you <laughs> did not have that choice you know and um and i also think like transness is who we are like if i was born a boy i would feel the same way i would feel like born sorry assigned male at birth like i would feel the exact same way i'd still be non-binary and i think being trans is really special and important because you have this different brain that you grow up with and mm-hmm. kind of how you see the world. So even when you kind of see like both sides of like, yeah, cause like I was, I'm non-binary, but I was raised a woman. So I was treated mm-hmm. a lot like a woman. I've experienced a lot of women's troubles and issues and I still have a cervix and I still menstruate and I still want to grow children. So there's just a difference in experience of mm-hmm. like how you're treated as you're growing up. So mm-hmm. yeah. When did you Spencer start to realize Hey, maybe I don't identify as a female. Um, I think it was after my I was with somebody for six years, and that relationship was very like the butch and the femme. Um, and it made me really uncomfortable. Where I started wearing different clothing, and she was like, "Well, I don't really want to be with a trans person. Like, oh. if you're gonna start dressing more butchy, like, um, you know, this might change my, how I feel." And like, wow. because I cannot do anything I'm told, I was like, "Well, <laughs> yeah, in that case, in that case, I'm gonna buy more flannel." <laughs> and on like, my to do list. Yeah, and that was when my drag career really kicked off. Was mm. with the Yes Men, and like then you know planning shows with Ricky and planning like I've produced pride King pride now for uh, three years and last year with Ricky. So like that kind of role kind of took off for me. So, and then I didn't really know cause I was like, well, I guess I'm just trans, but I don't really feel that way. I don't really want to do anything about it. And when I moved in with my roommate, who's non-binary and has had top surgery, so has medically transitioned, but it's still non-binary was like, I think you're just trans non-binary. And I was like, bing. And it all kind of lined up. Yeah, it all kind of lined up. And Ricky had just kind of come out and said he like was thinking about things, too. So I didn't want people to think because you're always afraid that you're jumping on this trend wagon. Mm -hmm. Right. But like, really, it's not a trend because we're just putting words to what things like already existed. Where my mom was like, and we're so lucky now to have the access to be able to do what we yeah, need because I ourselves. barely knew yeah, what right? lesbian so, was when I was growing up, yeah. let alone yeah. queer or trans or anything. So mm-hmm. like, when people say you know you're coming up with all these new words, it's like yeah, we are yeah, like, we are. and they and always it's fucking amazing, yeah, and they exactly. always actually existed. Thank like, God, like, yeah, seriously. there's there's records of of non-binary and trans people and two spirit people like that go back millions of years. So like, 
it's really hilarious to me that now the generation is like, you're coming up with these no names. And it's like, you. it's yeah. all new. It's like, yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. did you, y'all, either of you have any like trans role models, non binary role models um, that you I mean, looked up to when you were kind of growing up and figuring all your shit out? I mean, not like, well, we did grow up with a trans man in the drag community, mm-hmm. um, Tyler yeah. at Zippers. And I think that he was probably one of the only trans person that I knew that mm-hmm. was around so much, um, right? So I, scene. so like, I always had like a mm-hmm. what if kind of thing because I was still like, I wasn't really coming to terms with yeah, like my transition or well, my mm-hmm. identity and stuff like that. So Even like, like on TV or anything. Well, like, I mean, like Buck Angel, Buck Angel, yeah, yeah, like, yeah, let's yeah. Be real. yeah, yeah. So I mean, I did um, when I was seventeen. I did a a placement for high school through Jay Wallace and like um, the Halton organization for pride education. And he was the first trans person I had met. And um, his partner is Bear Bergman, um, who's an amazing author um, and met them through that. So kind of knew that, but like my first partner was trans and told me when we were 16 in my car was like, I think I'm a boy. And I was like, okay, great. Like, you know, so (laughs) I, okay, sure. Like I love you no matter what. Yeah. I was like, (laughs) oh, great. Yeah. So I just like, I kind of learned through, through his experience like of course not being trans myself but like taking him to doctor's appointments and like watching him shoot testosterone and watching his like body change was like a definitely a big thing for me and no kidding yeah around 16 yeah 16 17 it was like it was really interesting and like i'll i'll always value that experience because i also got to see it as a trans partner's perspective like yes and now i can kind of attest to like ricky's partner and like what she might be going through and like the the social changes she's going to make in her life and what she has to like come out to her parents and things like that of like that's very valuable yeah and like what my future partners would kind of experience in that way where like you know it's not about them but also like taylor does have to explain to her parents at some point why her like her husband's not going to give her a biological child you know what i mean like that's still Mm. a a coming out period for her like she's already talked about that with them and stuff like that and uh her parents are absolutely amazing yeah and like they never misgender me and they totally understand because Mm -hmm. they knew me when i first started my transition and my voice was still pretty high yeah and i still had boobs so i mean yeah. like you know so they're also going so through this transition with me as mm-hmm. well so mm-hmm. it's like a gradual yeah. kind of even um her grandparents and stuff like same thing mm-hmm. like that's amazing know, yeah yeah i, I just think that's no, one what a great yeah. story that's just one of the like things about trans issues that people don't think about is what partners go through because mm-hmm. like yes. there is a lot of focus on us and of course it's like yeah it's our experience and we're living that life and but also your partner goes through things too it's like and we're like, all transitioning together yeah family family friends, yeah everybody. and that's why like sometimes if my family misgenders me i mean i grew up with them for 27 years as a as she, a she. Mm-hmm. you know and i know it's not malicious and i know they're not doing it just to hurt me they're yeah. doing it because it's a they habit. need to adjust as well yeah. you know and they understand and a lot of the time they're like oh and I'm like, it's okay. Mm-hmm. You realize we're good, right? So yeah. even the correcting um, yourself, exactly. catching yourself and correcting and yourself. They realize that's that. great. Yeah. yeah, I love that. Yeah. Literally, all you have to do is go, oh, sorry, and yeah. move on. I meant, yeah, yeah. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. There's no like long, you know, winded apology or anything. No, it happens. Like we we do it with each other too. <laughs> like you know, we have friends that have just started to come out or transition, and like it takes yeah. a minute to flip it over. Sure. And of course, I think we're way harder on ourselves because yeah. we're trans, so we're like, you yeah. <laughs> gotta get this right. I actually misgendered Spencer like last week, it and was I was so like, bizarre. I stood there and I'm like, wait. <laughs> What just what just happened? What just happened? And everyone's yeah. like, "What just happened?" I'm like, "I don't fucking know. I don't even so know what just happened." If you could tell me, that would be great. Oh, yeah, so. fine. And fine. that's great to know for yeah. people that like, if you if you fuck up, everyone. Yeah, like if, yeah. I mean, he's my best friend. If, then, if like, he fucks it up and like it's fine, it's fine. Yeah, like, yeah. Give yourself some credit. Totally. Like, that, the thing is that you're trying. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 So if you're like really pushing us and just doing it for no reason, like. You know that's a different story, but we're oh, pretty yeah. vocal to be like, "Hey, like, yeah. do better." They, like, no you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. no shame. They. It's like sometimes people are like, "We're really trying." I'm like, "Right," but I worked really hard on my gender too. Like, I'm yeah. really trying not to punch you in the face. <laughs> <laughs> so maybe we could both be better and fix this issue. Yeah. Okay. What do you think are some of the biggest misconceptions that people have about people on the trans spectrum? Mm. I think that we all transition a certain way. Yeah. Like, so you're going to meet a trans woman who has no stubble, who has giant breasts that are not like 
discernible from like fake breasts and then she's going to have a vagina and she's going to be curvy and have a high voice and be very beautiful and flowy which is not the case and then the same for trans men they have to be masculine and muscular and mm-hmm. um every like a lot of people think there's only one kind of trans mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and a lot of people don't really open their minds to realize just because um they're not again like medically transitioning or just because mm-hmm. they're not like a beefy jacked guy with like cute berry chest like mm-hmm. you know that doesn't mean you're any less trans or any more trans yeah so i think one of the main things is that people need to start understanding that there is way more than one kind of trans yeah yeah and there especially is, like hundreds of trans you can it doesn't matter yeah, if you so identify as trans then you're trans and it shouldn't fucking matter if this person yeah. disagrees or if this person disagrees yeah. because you know you're trans and that's all that matters and like, like yeah. even, you don't need to explain yourself to people yeah and like both of us walk around the world with a lot of mass privilege that we have to recognize a lot of the time because ricky passes and even that notion of passing is ridiculous right. but like when you look at ricky you ricky's a boy moving on well i pass most of the time unless we're in like a cis environment yeah unless we're in a cis environment then we get like, ladies girl, girl, and both girl, of us girl, are like, like like, uh, um, neither of those things. What? <laughs> Do you want me to lower my voice? Like, hi. Like, yeah. <laughs> but also, then there's like, you know, our fem, like, um, fem presenting um, non-binary or trans people identified like they get no visibility like mm-hmm. what is when I'm like I'm trans non-binary they go oh that makes sense because I fit into this nice category of like mass presenting hair yeah. small chest but when you see somebody like some of our good friends are really fem presenting non-binary trans folk people just won't they just, they just write them off she, she, and they she 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 her she, her, she, her, 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 her and they don't even think about it. they're like oh well it's fine I'm like it's not fine like yeah. their identity is no less valid than mine but I fit into this like comfy box of trans where I look like that pre-cute you know, before T trans, which is very attractive, I feel like to the lesbian culture is like, okay. yeah, you can be trans because you're still really female presenting and soft yeah. and all those things that I like. And that's another okay. thing is that um, a lot of the lesbian community, um, they don't really give any time no. to trans men. They'll date me like because so. I'm soft. But it, it was Ricky who's starting to grow stubble and is starting to like eventually won't have any trace of like feminine features in him. Like that's a problem yeah. because they want to be with a woman. But they're like, but you're an exception. And it's like, why mm, though? I don't want to be an exception. I really don't want to be, be an exception. Like, also, you're looking at me as a body and not a fucking yeah. person. Yeah, as a person. So the fact that yeah. you're doing that, I don't want you anyways because yeah. you're no, an asshole. No, we're good. So. Yeah, we're yeah. good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 But I mean, it's not every lesbian. It's just certain cliques. Oh, sure. Um, yeah, just yeah. like yeah. anywhere, right? We call so, them lesbros. Les yeah, lesbros. Les bro dudes. <laughs> bro dudes. Yeah. They're like the, the woman at the bar who like saves you from the douchey guy at the bar, but then treats you just as just shitty. Just as douchey. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Who's like, let me buy you a beer, beautiful. Like, blah, 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 blah. Oh And like, all, both of us are like, get her away from me. Leave. Yeah, no, can't do it. Can't do it. What then are good questions to ask oh, about sure. your gender and stuff like that. Somebody, a mm. cis person just meeting you and not knowing yeah. how to gender you. Can, what can they do that's respectful and that, yeah, you know, is going to. Yeah. I think the first question is like, what are your pronouns? And I'm like, that, that's OK. To they yeah. them. Like, oh, yeah. Nice to meet you. What are your pronouns? Absolutely. Yeah. Even cool in the queer community, we do it for each other. Even when we're not on dates. We're like, oh, hi, nice to meet you. What's your pronouns? And then you tell them and you're like, thank you. What's yours? And it's just like this exchange of so it's just common like, it like trust. Asking your name. Yeah. 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 Asking yeah. your name. Because then you don't fuck up. Like then you're right off the bat. You meet that person. And, and it's proven like time and time again, if you meet somebody at that level, it's really hard to defer from that. So it's possible, of course, when you meet people who are transitioning and you have to change the pronoun. But if you meet them right away, very rarely my misgendered and Ricky's misgendered by people who meet us as Spencer as they your proper and gender. Ricky he. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, very rarely. It's no, usually yeah, like new they were people. Saying, normally, we introduce ourselves like we're just like Spencer, they them, Ricky, mm-hmm. he him, or we have like our pins, mm-hmm. or uh, we just like to make it very yeah. clear, especially depending on the atmosphere that we're in. Um, yeah. So, and I think speaking to like the transness questions, like they're they're bound to come up, but I think on the first date, more importantly, is just getting to know us, like as people, yeah. and then as it goes on, it's like kind of have an expectation that maybe your trans partner won't want to be touched in certain places or won't want to engage in certain sexual activities or a lot of communication and safety is going to have to go into that sexual exchange and trust because you know i might not feel a way about being penetrated but i need you to ask me because i need to be in that mood in that moment and i actually have no body dysphoria whatsoever so Mm -hmm. i'm good with whatever but if i feel like somebody's feminizing me or treating me like oh girl like that drives me up like no tomorrow and i'm just like i'm done Mm -hmm. but if somebody's mutually exchanging those questions with me and saying like can i touch you here can i touch you there i'll be like yes all the places (laughs) yes baby all the places you know (laughs) yes please um for me 
uh, pre-transition, I was pretty uncomfortable around like my genitals and stuff like that. And I had a lot mm. of dysphoria around it. Mm. Um, not so much my chest because like I always felt like I didn't have boobs anyway. So they were mm. just kind of like my skin tags hanging up. You yeah, know? right, right. So and actually a lot Gross. of people from my high school Gross. years <laughs> remember me from my chest because yeah. my boobs were always out. Like I had no shame. I was just like, you want them? Here they are. Like yeah. always Doesn't... out. So mm-hmm. I had no shame around that. But uh, yeah, so I always had like a hard time with partners um, like touching me physically and uh, Mm -hmm. stuff like that around my genitals. And now that I am starting my transition and started it and everything, I'm like so comfortable. I just can't get enough. I'm like, like, all right. Amazing partner, like like, blah, 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 blah. blah. Taylor's great. Taylor's great. (laughs) She is. She's actually great. She's so amazing. (laughs) Um, So with my partner, I started dating her uh, pre-T. Mm-hmm. I was literally like in the mode of Spencer. I How? think I'm I going do? to transition. I think now's my time, yeah. right? So it was probably a couple months into me and her seeing each other where I went to her house one day and I sat down and she's like, right away, she's like, what's wrong? Mm. And I'm like, what do you mean? <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean? And Four she's like, later. "What's wrong?" And I'm like, "Nothing." So we had a glass of wine. She's like, "So are you gonna tell me now? Because you're un- you're mm-hmm. making me uncomfortable." So we sat down, and I told her, and she was like, she literally was just like, "That is amazing." She's like, "Thank you for telling me. I really yeah. appreciate no, it." And then really she great. literally just hugged me and held me, and we just mm-hmm. sat there and like talked about it and and she was like honestly whatever you need to do um she's like why were you so worried about telling me i'm Mm -hmm. like because i don't know because a lot of women find out that their partner is going to transition or think they're trans and they break up like we know people who have been broken up with like seven years down the road of a relationship just because they're ready to transition yeah we had a friend that was with somebody for seven years and their partner left them which like her lesbian identity is totally valid and if she wants to be with a lesbian like that's understandable mm-hmm. but like how fucking terrifying is that to like come out to your partner of that many years and then have and to like them. and trusting yeah. them and then her being like and rightfully so like I'm a lesbian I want to be with a woman but even then it's like you choosing between like the love of your life and you yeah. and that's another thing where people think because you're transitioning it's going to change who you are mm-hmm. but it's like so no. does that mean you loved me for seven years for my physical for my and or not, or yeah. even who I am, mm-hmm. like because literally, or a name. I have always been trans, and now I'm finally coming out mm-hmm. physically as trans, or like I'm actually coming mm-hmm. out and saying I'm trans. Yeah, yeah. it's so, nothing about me that's exactly. changed. Exactly, no. so I've that's kind of yeah. messed up on its own a little for me. Like, so that's why I was kind of. It's like just that terrified. I'm telling you now. That's yes. the only thing that's happened. Exactly. Literally. literally. So it's kind of scary to like get into a relationship. Yeah. Um, as a woman and then transition yeah. because it's like you mm-hmm. never know how it's gonna you really never know it's mm-hmm. just like your family right either they're gonna accept it or they're or not reject so, it. yeah and yeah. like you know I'm pretty sure and like I've had a partner who said this like um or I said this to a partner once like when my parents were first come like dealing with the fact that I was gay or like coming to it which was totally fine and they were like you were six years old and told me your kindergarten teacher was beautiful and like yeah. no six year old says time. that you know she say like she's pretty you don't say like she's beautiful it's my favorite story you tell. yeah like my mom says it all the time she's like you came home and you were like clutching your chest and you were like Mrs. Pattinson is beautiful or like I I remember when Nick my first partner came out where I was like, well, this works out because my parents wanted me with a boy anyway. So like, <laughs> and I remember Taylor saying that like solves that issue. Now I have a boyfriend. Like, not that she was ever like going to be opposed to it, even if you didn't transition. But like, yeah. kind of like wraps that up a lot on night little bow. Like, still straight <laughs> and like, you know, whatever. You but it like technical. it doesn't change like the fact that Ricky's queer and like, you know, even I don't even know if Taylor would identify as queer because like maybe she does. Yeah, I think she's like she's pretty open. Like she's on pan scale for sure. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We actually yeah. had the conversation. Conversation. Uh, we always have the conversation actually because like I'm also open like I'm super like I will just love you for you it doesn't mm-hmm. matter like what you got going on yep. doesn't matter who you nah. are like how you identify I can just, work all those genitals me, don't like, worry yeah, I love personality. genitals yeah. exactly <laughs> I love genitals. your personality is the one that's <laughs> really gonna get mm-hmm. me right so it's like yeah. yeah we're both pretty open what's the so. best case scenario do you think to a person so say your partner is coming out as trans but you are not into that gender mm-hmm what is the best thing I mean, they can do? The best thing to do is just to 
like say it right away if you're like yeah. you know you can't date a trans person or it's not even that you can't date a trans person like say you didn't want to date a boy yeah like somebody who's eventually going to walk through the world with all this mass privilege and yeah. things like that which like holds me back like i love dick all day long but yeah. like do i actually want to marry a person who has like a cis like a bio dick probably not because the politics that aligns with that cis community i just can't align with mm -hmm. and those are there's unicorns out there like we know a couple cis men who are like lovely sure. wonderful people that I would totally date but again I don't think I would marry them I think I'm just too gay for that like mm -hmm. yeah. and I think in that case you should just say it right away like yeah. if yeah. I was dating should you like help you know, them through the transition or be, stay as a close friend um, to, like, um, you know I what I mean I think it really depends on the relationship before yeah. the whole situation like if you feel like you can support them yeah you but it's also up to the person who's transitioning For sure. um so really the ball is kind of in that yeah. person's court yeah. like it really doesn't have to do with you from here on out because yeah. they should be able For to sure. say yes i need you or no i don't but if you saying like i can't be with you because of your transition then i don't then think just, mentally yeah, it's the best thing to stay just in go. each other's lives because yeah. the person is still going to want to be yeah and we have like we have had experiences of friends who have left their partners when they've transitioned because mm. transitioning itself is a very selfish thing to do and like rightfully so like you are so entitled mm -hmm. to that time spent on yourself and your body and mm -hmm. all the emotions that are running through you like to carry somebody else's emotions is very difficult during yeah. that time yeah. so I have had friends that have broken up with their partners to say like this relationship just became 75 25 and I need to take the time to be 75 for myself yeah. mm -hmm. which I think is also completely valid because yeah, you're, you've got to focus on this whole... You're going through puberty again. There's yeah. this, like, fucking fight response going on in your body. Like, you don't really know what's going on. And also, you're walking through the world as now the person you want to be. Like... Yeah. Everything... It's, you know? I, like, I'd love to say that everything changes. Not everything changes, but, like, mm -hmm. a lot of shit changes. Yeah. And um, so, like I was saying, so before, like, my mental health was so horrible, yeah. right? Mm -hmm. And I was just angry and sad all the time. And now, like, I barely ever have... A mental health slip like mm -hmm. I'm super calm like I take I take the time to actually like step back and breathe before reacting to a situation mm -hmm. um, for sure. so it's majorly related oh yes think? but also in some like a lot of cases starting testosterone triggers mental health mm -hmm. and a lot of people end up being very angry because like mm -hmm. their levels are all over the place so yeah. like I am so fortunate for my transition and my experiences because Everything has been positive. Mm -hmm. yeah. Everything has been positive. Like, yeah. I, yeah. I don't have, I haven't lost anybody. I haven't had any mental health slips. Like, mm -hmm. so I'm yeah. very, very lucky. But unfortunately, there's a lot of people who aren't that lucky. Yeah. And we can't and that's push what's hard. Like, and that's what's scary. Yeah. 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 We can't push how much it's important to, to, like, not get your tea from black markets. Like, getting tea supervised by a doctor, even if you have to wait, like, it really sucks. And we really understand. But, like, not having your levels monitored is like really, really dangerous. Yeah, and like, that's imagine. what Ricky was saying. Like that's where the fury and like the anger, the aggression comes in and also like messes with your liver and everything in your body. Like <sighs> it needs to be monitored. And yeah. like, unfortunately, like fortunately we live in a place where you can, you're pretty, it's pretty accessible. Yeah, you know? I could call my doctor and be like, I feel like I need a blood test because mm -hmm. I don't know if my levels are right. And, and, and it'll just she'll be like, yep, come in. Yeah, mm -hmm. Toronto. Right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, totally. So um, it's really important to properly medically transition with yeah, a doctor with if that's doctor. what you're going to decide to do. Yeah, yeah. For, sure, for sure. For sure. Okay, I can't go too much longer without uh doing a little word from my sponsor. Oh my god, do it. Do you mind? No, I don't know. I think you'll uh I think you'll like my sponsor. It's the <laughs> lovely folks that come as you are. Oh no. Nice. Have you heard of them? Have you? Yeah, we yeah. have. Yeah, that's where I bought my first binder there. <laughs> yes. Yeah, when it was a store. Yes. Sad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're still online. They're they still online. do a lot of booths in uh festivals oh, cool. as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So yeah, they're around to see them in person as well. Yeah, for sure. That's where I bought my first packer. Yes, well, that's nice. lovely. Well, for all of you who don't know who Come As You Are, uh, they're the super feminist, uh, anti-capitalist sex shop. They've got a great online store at comeasyouare.com. Um, you can get so many fucking great trans products there. You can get great sex toys there, great literature, great educational stuff. Um, you can also get in contact with them if you have any questions, just, just want to chat. Mm -hmm. Like, they're so anti-capitalist, they really don't want to just sell you stuff. They want to, like, give you knowledge and uh, give you support and stuff like that um, so please go to comeasyouare.com and if you do want to purchase something from their uh, their website you can do so and get 15% off with the coupon code bedpost which is B-E-D-P-O-S-T bedpost and uh, if you're in Canada and it's over $50 then you're going to get free shipping too what's up? Yeah, man, 
another lovely company, which uh, they have a small selection available at comeasyouare.com, is Lovecrafters Toys. Oh my god, that's so cute. It's spring. <laughs> Did you get the memo? It's spring. <laughs> Lovecrafters is a Toronto silicone artist, Shay. Uh, she's amazing. I love her. Um, this is a lovely uh, anal plug. <laughs> it's going to make your butt classy. <laughs> um, Lovecrafters uh, is like makes a really great, non-threatening, unintimidating, fun, geeky uh, sex toy line. Um, it's premium silicone, which is amazing. Um, the artist is a local artist, which is absolutely amazing as well. And Shay would like you to go to uh, their Etsy shop first. So Lovecrafters, one word, their Etsy shop. And then also uh, you can go over to comeasyouare.com. Get that 15% off discount with the coupon code BEDPOST. And get your own little uh, Lovecrafters butt plug. Mm-hmm. I love bums. Love butts. I could see you getting flustered while up there. Yeah, I was like, ooh, that's a really pretty <laughs> butt plug. Can I, can I, I would touch. I'm going to go there and get that. That's cute. That's I want to exactly be fancy. What they were thinking. Yeah, no, totally. <laughs> I, I often joke on stage that I talk about bums and dicks so often, which is the truth. <laughs> it's, not it's not a joke. I'm like, no, no. one's going to date me because all I do is like talk about how much I love bums and dicks forever. <laughs> And the people I date who are like, you know, don't really date men or like are not into bums, they're like, so do you want it like right away? And I'm like, yes, but no, like we can wait it out. Like it's fine. We can consent. We'll talk about it. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So let's, let's, let's talk about trans sex. Let's talk about sex, shall we? Mm-hmm. What do people need to know, say, if they're getting involved with a trans person mm. and you haven't had a sexual encounter yet, um, but say maybe you've gone a couple, on a couple dates. Mm-hmm. And you've had the conversation of, you know, uh, their, uh, how they identify mm-hmm. gender wise. Mm-hmm. What are, what are the next steps? Maybe if you're looking to hook up with this person, um, a lot of communication, yeah, yeah. a lot of consent and questions. a lot of lubes. <laughs> I mean, I don't know about you, but I'm pretty good. So, um, yeah, no, you really, really need to uh, make sure it. you yeah. talk to the person who is trans about what yeah. they like and what they don't like. Yeah, like um, what are the good questions to ask? I mean, like for me, I like, would you like to be penetrated? And my answer is always like, I'll tell you. Like, I'll tell you when in the moment I'm ready for that. Yeah. Um, or like, I just don't like certain words to be used. Yes. So like when people say like, what can I call it? And I'm like, just whatever comes to your mind. But like, I'm going to fuck your pussy. Like really doesn't do anything it's, for me. It's yeah. just like, it's a little too like femme for me. No shame, but mm-hmm. like just too femme. But like, I'm just going to fuck you like totally. Like yeah. I'm so here for that. Yeah. You know? No, and like, that's a great uh, thing to bring up. Like, mm-hmm. What do you call your bits? You know? Um, I just call it my junk. Like, it's just yeah, me. Yeah. Um, but like... But, I mean, that's a good uh, thing to ask yeah, the yeah, person. Yeah. You know, yeah. what do yeah. you want me to call your bits? What, yeah. What do you call your bits? Yes, you know? what are you comfortable with? Right. Kind of thing, yeah. Because yeah. um, that's the last thing you want is yeah. somebody to say yeah. a word where you're like... Eh. Right? Trigger mm-hmm. trigger somebody. Yeah. 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 Also, like, everybody, it's always good to always ask that question and don't just yeah. assume that a trans person identifies with them like with their stuff totally but with the same kind of yeah, yeah. never assume. oh yeah no yeah. that's just what i would call it but like even um like there's been some partners that i've had that have have called it a dick and i'm cool with that yeah and it's just like yeah sure whatever like and then just said like, can i go inside you and i'm like yes yeah. like thank you for asking and yeah. it's always that moment of like how they're treating you and even i would even say the way they touch you because i can have my my chest touched but it's really nice to have it just run down the front as if it's not there at all and then mm. go to the sides and yeah like i think ricky's saying it's just a lot of communication and like mm-hmm. if i'm wearing a strap on then maybe it's my dick you know and if i'm i don't think yeah. we can really give you like specific yeah questions. a blanket yeah totally. but Thanks. as long as that like as long as you're aware that you need to ask mm-hmm. questions before just doing it then you're going to do okay. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Is it good to stay as gentle neutral as possible unless you're being yeah. told otherwise? I mean, I think that's good for everybody. Yeah. I would just say like, can I touch you? Can I go inside you? Can I do this? Can I do that? Like, like to, I, I guess I mean, avoid super gendered. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that would somebody, yeah. unless someone says it. that. Yeah. Unless, so yeah. hopefully for sure. in the midst of those questions that you're asking, you also ask like, 
which do you prefer? Like, mm-hmm. would you like me to stay gender neutral? Like would this, you like this or neither? She, yeah. He, they, them. Like, mm-hmm. what do you? Mm-hmm. What do you want? For sure. For, for me to say, yeah, kind of definitely. Thing, so. And when can this conversation happen? Do you before think? sex. Yeah, totally. Always before. Like when you know before. you're gonna make it to the bedroom. I think that mm-hmm. that conversation, yeah, like, is, should be that had. moment so when like, you're like, let's sit down for five minutes. Yeah, well, yes. you're, if you're like making like, out on the bed, happening, you just kind you know, of pull away and just say those things, and yeah. y'all like, mm. like, like through your like foreplay, yeah. you know, kind yeah. of just like you can incorporate. Yeah, because it also can get pretty sexy because like a lot of people find it sexy when people are like actually really interested in getting to know you what you like sexually you yeah know? like yeah. that's a turn on like and i mean talking itself. about what you like yeah. and how you like to be touched right that's hot i mean the it's fact totally that somebody hot. cares Let enough be to hot. ask that because that's when you <laughs> yeah. know it's gonna be worth it so. yeah, <laughs> yeah no, it's good. i mean i i think i just i just grab a hand and i say i'm gonna direct you Ooh, and they're like all right oh, okay. <laughs> okay and then i just do that because i'm like you know there's there's no way for me to like describe it as the way i want it but if i just direct yeah. then it's totally fine and it also and, like, depends on the partner you're with you know like if, oh yeah if you do have somebody that's more like mass presenting like maybe you want to oh god then maybe I'm like, you want to top them or maybe you want to <laughs> bother them like it really just depends then I just Spencer lay down like a puppy. All about the budget. I'm all about the so, budget. Yeah. Like, yeah. If I like a big, yeah. handsome daddy came up to me and was like, let's do this, I'd be like, You're okay. Like, <laughs> like, you know, yeah. But I still would pull back and be like, okay, this is how yeah, I need it done. And course, like, yeah. also, like, I'm a little tender cloud. So it can't just be like a slap slap situation. Like, you need to like hug me and it's call true. me and tell me I'm pretty. And like, I was performing yeah. once and I pulled the pulled their hair and uh, and I knew they're so soft, right? I went up and gave them a tip. <laughs> and then I pulled their hair in and then you see Spencer come off stage and they like fix their hair and they're, and they're like he hurt me <laughs> the like, video he, like, is hilarious he grabbed me by the root of my hair and I just like moved because that's who I am and then I get back and there's a video and I'm like he hurt me I know and it's funny because before I even seen the video I came off stage I'm like I'm sorry I hurt you I because was like, I, I already them. knew yeah. like yeah even yeah. Johnny will do it to me sometimes like we've done He's like been at things and he's like grabbing by the hair and I'm like, ow, like, ow, ow. I'm like, I'm not a hurting person. Yeah. But like a good spank or like, you know, hair pull when it's not on stage by Pretty Ricky. It was like, because I was like, oh God, like he could have thrown me to the floor and I'd have been gone. I would have just been, I was just gone. You would have died. I figured just that your face in my crotch would balance out the pain. Oh, it did. Like I couldn't, I felt it. Then I walked away and I was like, yeah, afterwards, <laughs> you're like, mm. yeah. I, I wasn't about again. to stop it midway. Yeah. I was just like at the end when like he hurt me. <laughs> yeah. And yeah, he knew he did. That's the best part. I did, yeah, I did. So. I'm, a little, I'm a little cloud. Aww. So I think though that's like, I think that's a good conversation to have with anybody before mm-hmm. Absolutely. hooking up with them. Yeah, 100%. right? If it's going to be good anyways. Yeah. Totally, because like and I know a lot of um, female identified people who don't want to be eaten out or penetrated or... Yeah on top or on bottom or held down or slapped or like whatever, like all the things that you should be talking about consensually because, yeah. Yeah. you know, I've literally had a partner when I was very young, um, like get on top of me and she like whacked me across my face as hard as I could. She's and I was like staring at her and all of a sudden I was like looking at the closet and I was seeing stars and I started to cry and she's like, what am I, why would you hit why me like you? that? Like, why wouldn't you just say like, can I smack you? Cause I'd have been like, no. Yeah. Like, thank you for asking. Like, don't hit me. Yeah. Um, I think when it comes, like, when it has to do with, like, sex and stuff, communication. Is yeah, amazing. it's just consent yeah. culture. It just should yes. be always yeah. present in any, like, yeah. sexual encounter yeah. between any people. Are there some common things that always happen with you two that you can kind of be like, oh, fuck this thing again? I mean, uh, I... <laughs> like, I common mean, misconceptions, common misunderstandings. Um, I'm lucky lucky that... Like I have a monogamous par- um, monogamous mm-hmm. relationship, yeah. So like me and my you partner, we know each yeah, other very it. well. Yeah. So and then like if we ever do want to experience new things or something, like we'll just mm-hmm. it just happens, you know, yeah. because we're yeah. so comfortable with each other. So I think that you probably have way more. Oh yeah, <laughs> it's way just, more to say on this topic. So. Yeah. I'm a little yeah. single. Yeah, <laughs> a lot single. A lot single. Um, I think just that I'm like because I'm mass presenting, I must be like the dominant. Um, you know, butch that's gonna like take your home, butch. And it's like, really, I'm just rolling over like a puppy. You're or such like, a bottom. I'm such a bottom. And I respond really well to like um, energy that's mutual. Like, I really love other um, trans non binary and butch presenting people because I like that energy exchange of like, come here, I'm gonna cuddle you. Now I'm gonna cuddle you. Like, we're both gonna hustle and flow and grind and work together. Like, that's really the perfect, like, queer relationship for me because mm-hmm. I, I think because I spent so much time being the femme in a butch relationship that I was expected to be always not taking control and always like cooking and cleaning and getting all hussied up and you know going out doing all which like no shame I will get all hussied up all day long and go out but like 
it's nice when that energy exchange is there when like yes I'll roll over but I also am a huge switch like of mm -hmm. course I love bottoming but I'm happy also to like fulfill the needs of my partner as long as those consent lines are there yeah, yeah. I'm pretty sure. bottomy too to be honest <laughs> me too guys yeah. <laughs> me too. I love when my girlfriend takes control I'm like mm, okay I love when now that I'm done around, <laughs> like, the anchored legs when, oh, they, I know, when they're right? on top and they anchor your legs yeah. around and I'm like Get nice ah. and tight together yeah seriously yeah yeah I recently lost a bunch of weight so I've never had that that like physically wasn't possible because my legs were so bigger underneath them but now they do it and I'm like oh Oh, that's cute. Okay. Now you have some leverage. That's a new yeah, thing. That's a new thing. It's interesting. So we are pretty much at time cool. at this point. Um, can you both tell me, tell everybody everything about Pretty Money? Where, mm. where, when? Um, yeah. So how? We, yeah, right. <laughs> we currently how we run. Would like to know too. Yeah, we currently run. Uh, <laughs> how, do, how do I? <laughs> um, so we do a monthly show called Kings and Classics yeah. at Buddies, Buddies and Bad, and Bad Times, Times Theater. Theater. Um, you can find us on Facebook at Pretty Money Productions. It's M U N N Y. Yeah. Um, you can follow all of our events there. The next one is April twenty seventh. Yep. And mm -hmm. it is actually a international fierce burlesque festival fundraiser because the fierce is coming um, in may which is a queer burlesque festival so we have a huge cast i mean like 30 people yeah like, no it's, it's, a, huge it's a huge cast, cast. Um, a couple group numbers so it's going to be amazing yeah we also run a queer and trans uh positive open mic night at black rock coffee all ages as well all so. ages from 7 to 11 every last wednesday of the month again all of our monthlies are on pretty money productions and you can find them pretty quickly yeah and mm -hmm. we're on like yo homo and like those kinds of things we work close with those community partners we just mm -hmm. expanded to to uh oshawa, oshawa and barry and Barry. Um, and we also, if anybody out, is out in Barry, we got invited to do a children's reading. Mm -hmm. um, oh, I love stories. that. April 11th. Mm -hmm. And we'll also be in Barry April 10th for Sex Bingo. Sex Bingo. Amazing. So, so and fun. And separately, you've got your social media and stuff. Oh, yeah. Do you yeah. want people so to follow? I'm pretty Ricky, P R E. T T Y Y R I I K K I double I double K double I. Yeah. If you find Spencer, you'll find me. So. Yeah, and I'm just under S J Morrow, which is my legal name. Just because uh, when I started in this business, you couldn't make performer profiles, and now all our businesses run yeah. through S J. So I'm just so stuck. Whatever. But I do have a Spencer Money page. If if like I have people that I don't necessarily want to like see my pictures of my niece. Sure. Yeah. yeah, yeah but yeah, you yeah, can yeah, also right. find us both on Instagram under Pretty Money Productions or Spencer Money King or or Pretty yeah. Ricky. So. Yeah. Amazing. Well, thank yeah. you so much. Thank you for both having of you for coming fun. in. Yeah, yeah. amazing. It's over. Yeah, me too. <laughs> I have to go back to my Muggle life. <laughs> Reg's life. Reg's life. And yeah. everyone, uh, if you want to see Bedpost the Stage Show, we are uh, at the Social Capital Theater at eight, the third Friday of every month, and the. Uh, last Tuesday of every month at nine at the Super Wonder Gallery. If you're watching on YouTube, please subscribe. It helps me in all my business aspects yeah. for Bedpost for sure. If you're on iTunes, uh, like, leave a star rating. Same thing. It just helps more people find the podcast and it helps us acquire things like sponsorship and other great business opportunities. Um, if you're listening to the podcast, then you're going to hear original music by Stephanie Copeland who can be reached at her website stephcopelandmusic.com and uh, if you're watching on YouTube, all of our YouTube content is brought Brought to you by Eggplant Media, and we're here at the Pacific Junction Hotel. And I love you all for listening and watching. And I love you both for we coming love you to you with me today. Thank you, Thank you so Bye. much. Thank Bye, you. everybody. Bye. This podcast has been brought to you by the Sonar Network.